the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and the lines are wide open. If you'd like to join us, now's the time. You can get in pretty quick, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And that's good no matter where you're at. If you want to use the toll-free number, you can. It's 888-960-9696. whole lot of 96s in there. But you're welcome to call. And basically, you're making a model of the car, and let's talk about the symptoms. That's all. Just you're making a model of the car, how many miles. Um, I'm typically not going to ask you what color it is because you know and I know it doesn't make any difference. But it's just kind of the symptoms. Vibrations. Uh, it doesn't start. Well, when you say it doesn't start, is does that mean it doesn't crank over or it doesn't catch? And that's the important part is cranking over and catching. Let me tell you about Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. When it comes to diesels, Nate is like the king of diesels. He is really, really good at what he does. He's up on on the I-17 and Pinnacle Peak. And when it comes to selling parts, you can go on his website, and he's got just about every diesel part that him and I both agree. I mean, I agree with him. Let me say that. It's his website. That the parts he sells are really the best parts. And there's some performance stuff in there, and there's some stuff that makes them go a little faster, a little quicker. And those are the kinds of things that he sells. But if you've got a diesel, you've got a Ford, Chevy, or Dodge, and it doesn't start or it's got a check engine light, then Nate's a good guy. Strictly diesel service and repair. And we have someone on the line. Who might that be, Gil? Say hello to Stefan. Stefan, how are you? I'm okay. How can I help you? What would uh, I'm trying to find out what would make a... Uh, 2005 Hyundai Tiburon GT with 105,000 miles and that's blue and put up uh, uh, misfire codes, cylinder misfire codes on all cylinders one through six, and either all or nothing on the on the codes. Okay. Well, the, mis- the computer knows that the car's misfiring because it's watching the crank shaft sensor. And uh-huh. it knows that there's not a rush of power when it does that. When you have them across the board, a lot of times, and I can't, I'm not going to tell you how to fix your car, okay? I, I, I mean, right. there's just so much more to it. But let me ask you a couple questions. Will it do 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 miles an hour? Uh hasn't been taken that far. Okay. I, the I, reason I ask you reason I ask you that is is because a misfire on a fuel starvation problem will oftentimes be codes on all the cylinders. 
So I'm I'm missing fuel. I'm missing the supply. The filter's plugged. The pump is weak. Whatever. So as I get up into the higher RPMs, then I run into codes, and it's because the computer's going, "Hey, I've just lost a lot of power." It doesn't understand that there's no fuel flowing through the injectors because you can ref- your fuel filter's plugged solid. That's just an example. It could easily okay. be something that the front crankshaft pulley is leaking oil and it's contaminated the front crankshaft sensor. There's so many different things, but to be real honest with you, this isn't a big deal. I mean, it's I don't know what the repair is going to be, but to go in there and and a lot of times what we'll do is is we'll clear the codes, clear the memory, and we'll go out and drive it, and maybe we'll leave one spark plug wire off, and we'll see if the computer can pick up that number four has been removed, and that will help us understand what the computer's seeing. But okay. it is unusual well, that you've got misfires on all the cylinders, um, and that's why I'm looking at something that's broad, maybe a right. big air leak, maybe a big vacuum leak. Maybe this is a, a situation where the EGR valve is stuck open. Maybe this has got a, you've got a bad brake booster. These are things that would cause a big vacuum leak and cause a misfire across the board. All cylinders, so air leak, uh, anything that leans it down or, or uh, starvation of fuel could be. That's do all it. or nothing. I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, think think yeah. about it. Otherwise, it would be cylinder specific. So if it had a bad plug, a bad coil, a bad wire, or if the EGR valve was sitting on top of cylinder three on the intake manifold and the EGR valve was stuck open, it'd just really only affect three. So those are the kinds that those are the kinds of thoughts that we think of. What part of town do you live in? Uh, cars in Glendale. Uh, okay. Uh, south, south, southeast Glendale, forty uh, off I seven uh, off of Bethany Home Road. Okay. Yeah, basically, basically I seventeen at Bethany. Okay. Well, you got Kurtz at Bell Road that could fix your problem. You got uh, Action Auto at Deer, uh, Bell and I seventeen. Kurtz is at Bell and I seventeen. Then a, what mile north of him is um, Tom at Action Auto. He's at um, uh, Nor. I think Northern. Uh, hang on a minute, and I'm going to look at my sheet because I just talked about yeah Deer Valley. He's at Deer Valley, and then you got you got uh, Harker's over at 38th Avenue and Indian School. I I am quite sure all three of those guys. And it's important to know there's three parts of your bill. There's the diagnostic process, and the best you could hope for was they fix it after they found it for a, a minute or two. <laughs> they plug something in, <laughs> they fix something, and it does happen where we fix it three minutes after we find it. And so there's a diagnostic process, and then there's a fix. Sometimes we roll them together. Sometimes they're separate. It depends on who's, who's, the, who's the king of the shop. In my place, we do it twice. We, sh- we show the, the diagnostic and the fix. So there's a lot of shops that don't. There's a lot of shops that do, and there's no right way, and there's nothing written in stone that you have to do it that way. But that's the best you could hope for would be that there would be a, some diag charges and then a quick fix. But they, they could help you, but that's the best I can guess. Okay, uh, I do know that uh, just uh, more troubleshooting that there was a uh, a mass airflow sensor that was was changed. If that was defective, would that cause that same fuel issue? Well, a, p- a potential fuel issue. I mean, the the mass airflow sensor measures the amount of air that the engine is inhaling, and right. it tells the computer, and the computer matches that with fuel. So you can see that if the mass airflow sensor, if it wasn't installed right, or if the boot behind it 
is torn and we're sucking unmetered air into the engine, then the oh. computer's going to be really confused. And that happens. So if somebody's just recently done mass airflow sensor work, then there's a there's there's it's usually mounted in between two rubber bellowed hoses. And right. they have to be in good shape and you said that you had a hundred and five thousand miles on it, so it ain't no spring chicken and that thing's right. had a whole lot of heat underneath the hood. And so I would be I and then if you find a crack in the bellows of the rubber boots that sits on the mass airflow sensor, get your damn duct tape out and stick it in the crack. Okay. <laughs> Clear the computer and go drive it. And if the codes go away, then put twenty dollars in the plate the next time you uh, go to church for Mark Salem. <laughs> I mean Absolutely. really and truly I I'm telling you the truth. That's what I would do if you found a crack. You're going to have to buy a hose one way or another, but this is the diagnostic process. Just stick it in there, flatten it out, and duct tape it, wrap it up, and go drive it. If everything's fine in a week, you're done. Well, it's got more mechanical suspension work that needs to be done, so maybe we'll put more than more than that into play. Maybe we'll just bring the whole car to you. All right, well, But what part of town are you in? Let me guide you to a shop close by where you work or you live. Well, yeah, it's got that... Uh... Well, I I work down by your shop, but uh, oh, okay. I'm close, but the house is closer to that, uh, closer to Bell and Seventeen. Okay, well, I avoid those kinds of conversations. But if you already know where right. I'm at, you're more than welcome to go there. You're going to talk to my daughter Andy or my son Alan, and right. and uh, tell them your dad. And you can say what everybody else says. Your dad's crazy, and they're going to just smile. So, <laughs> all right, Stephen, thank all you right. very much. All righty. Thanks. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You're welcome to give us a call. Gil, we got open lines, right? That's correct. Okay, the lines are wide open, and there's five of them, so 602-508-0960. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is in Mesa. Um, Brian and Thelma come from two families that were in the gas station business in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. Those, those young people, Brian and his wife Thelma, they know what it's like to go to dinner and have the smell of gas permeate the kitchen because their dad didn't wash their hands real well. They've both been around cars their whole lives, plus they can lean on their mothers and fathers to help them if they need to, but they don't. It's the only shop in Mesa I can recommend. It's the only shop in Mesa that has passed the muster. Others have applied, but for reasons that are mine and mine only, they weren't accepted into my group of the best car repair shops in the valley for a variety of reasons some of them because the owner's not on site some of them because they're part of a chain and we don't take chains and some of them didn't have the recommended or the needed years of service or some of them perhaps had some um some difficult reviews on, available on the internet and so that's the reason why they're the only ones, but they have no problem. That's Thompson's Auto Repair on Main Street, just east of Stapley. Okay, when it comes to car repair, the real key is is you, and you stick to just the facts. And when you, tell, when you need something done or something fixed, it's always nice just to write it down and put it on the dashboard and write to the technician that's going to work on my car. Here's my cell phone if you have any questions. You have no idea how valuable that is and how much the technicians like that line. They like to be able to call you and ask you questions because that's going to shorten the diagnostic. Does this happen only cold? Yes, it does. Okay, thank you. I needed that. Does this happen hot? No, it doesn't. It only happens cold. Okay, thank you. I needed that. Those are the kinds of questions that we have that we don't know we're going to need to ask until we start working on the diagnostic part of your car. 
and it is true that sometimes um, sometimes and maybe a third of the time 25 to 30 percent of the time um, we would like to talk to the owner and it's not hard everybody has a cell phone and we usually gather that information like every other shop in town does and so but then what happens is when you call um, the husband and the wife is the primary driver he'll answer the questions <laughs> and you really wanted to talk to the wife because she's the primary driver and sometimes that's just the uh, macho in me and everybody else. I mean, I think we all share that that same male gene that that you you're not going to talk cars with my wife. I know about cars. I know, but I want to talk to her because she's the one's experiencing the problem, and I want to ask her hot, cold, fast, slow, left, right, air on, air off, heater on, air, you know, that kind of stuff. And when the check engine light comes on, does it stay on forever, or is it gone the next morning? Those are kind of important questions, and that's why we want to talk to the driver. Anyway, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, and we'll be back right after this. Mike Gallagher explains why we need Trump. Trump has a record, a four-year record of accomplishments that we could stack up against any Democrat in the last 50 years in this country. Greatest president of my lifetime and yours, and, and the left knows it. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Charlie Kirk at 9, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Take The Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kiefer. It's time in America for CRT. No, not what you're hearing in the media. Critical retirement thinking. Understand the process and challenges of retirement planning with best-selling author Alan Kiefer. If you want to succeed at the business of retirement, do it with a plan and a retirement coach. Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. Right here on 960 The Patriot. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you, A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Or D, just roll with it. Woo! Justin! Look at us! We're over here! Justin! Justin! OMG! He just looked... I love you, Justin! I love you! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. 
When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. My early Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard to take. But it gave my mom and me more time to plan together. Talk to your family about seeing a doctor. Go to alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Okay, we're back. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and I'm going to give you some facts. And, and let me explain something to you, if I could, just take a second. Um, I know a guy who spends his whole life um, tracking parts backwards and he negotiates deals and he visits factories and he's really uh, adept at the, of the testing procedures and the pricing structure and stuff. And as a matter of fact, the other day I called a friend of mine in the Midwest and I said, I was talking to a guy named Wayne and da 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 And he goes, is that Wayne? No, no. And I go, yeah, it is. And he goes, well, you don't need to talk to me. And I said, why you don't like him? And he goes, no, he said, he's the guru of everything. You can't get anybody that's going to argue with Wayne. So I called Wayne up and I said, I want you to help me with this. So I'm going to give it to you just as quickly as I can. One oil filter maker makes 50% of all automotive oil filters. So if you walk into a place like Walmart and they got 20 different <laughs> boxes of oil filters, his advice and my advice too is buy the cheapest one. <laughs> one worldwide company makes 90 or five worldwide companies make 90% of the spark plugs. There's not going to be a lot of difference box to box. There's six companies that make 90% of the front wheel drive axles. So when you need a drive axle for your front wheel drive, and it's an axle with a constant velocity joint, a CV joint on both ends of the axle, I'd probably just buy the cheapest one if I were you. There's 15 companies globally that make 80% of all the automotive batteries, so don't tell me one one is better than the other. <laughs> the 15 companies make 80% of the batteries, and they appear in every box. He even says to me, if you want, I'll tell you what boxes they appear in. And I said, oh, no, I don't want that problem. So anyway, it, it, it's the fact of the matter is is that there's 20, per, 20 manufacturers make 80% of the brake pads and shoes in the United States, and they're in more than 50 boxes 50 boxes 25 manufacturers make 90% or 80% of the brake pads and shoes in the United States and those end up in 50 different boxes that just says all I need to say Eric thank you for holding Peter you stay right there but Eric's first how can I help you Eric yeah I'm a longtime customer of Tom over at Action Auto but I've got a quandary and I'm hoping you can help me I've got a okay. vehicle I took to him we didn't get it solved, the problem solved and I'm hoping with your help, I can take it back and know what to tell Tom to look for, right? Well, tell me about the vehicle first. <laughs> 2014 Dodge Caravan. Okay. Um, my employee that told me what was wrong with it said it was stalling. So that's what we told Tom is it stalls, and he came back, it's fine, it works. There's no codes, it's 
drives fine. But I had to drive it the other day. So what it actually is doing under acceleration, hard acceleration, everything works fine. It shifts fine, feels normal. But if you accelerate like a normal person, not like I do, um, then it surges it between gears sometimes. Okay. Almost um, feels like an engine mount, but it, it, we had that checked and it wasn't an engine mount. Well, and and and, and so this surge is what we're trying to find, right? It's not it's yeah, dying and stalling. It's not that it's it's smelling it, funny. It's just it's just this surge. Just the surge, um, but sometimes taking off from the light. There was one time when I took off, and it did like stall and then picked up again. Okay, so it it, it instead oh, of stall. Like a, Let's use the word it fell on its face. So I gave it gas. The motor kind of fell on its face. It was still running, but right. there was no power. And then all of a sudden, it recouped and went from there. It it almost felt like it slipped a gear, but or the engine died. I couldn't. It happened so fast and was over with. I, and it only happened once, and I hadn't been able to recreate that exact. Okay, well, don't don't but say it. When I just drive down the road, it kind of goes. It as it shifts between gears, it's it does weird stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, weird stuff doesn't work, and and don't say that it it's almost like it died, because if it died, you'd have had to start it back up. It's not going to die and then come back alive. So don't use those kinds of terminology because they're they're not beneficial in this kind of discussion. Either it died or it didn't die, and if it died, you would have had to put it in neutral and start it back up and put it back in drive and continue on. The question when it, when you have a problem with drivability. In your case, you can have a fuel delivery problem, you can have an air malfunction, or you can have a transmission problem. It's up to you to, d to determine, and I'll tell you what to do. I want you to start manually shifting the vehicle and see if you can th change things. So I want you to pull it into low gear, and then and I want you to do that, and I want you to keep it out of overdrive. And then when you're on the freeway, I want you to drop down a gear or so, bring the tachometer up, and I want you to just say, give me all the fuel you got, and let's test the fuel pump. And then if you say, you know what, it'll do 70, but it won't do 72, even though my foot's on the floor, it runs out of power. Well, fuel pump or fuel filter. And it's if they can't duplicate it, I, I say that all the time to customers, if I can't duplicate it, I can't fix it. I can't find it, and I can't fix it. So you have two choices. We can start guessing with your money, or we just wait till it gets a little worse. But you apparently have figured out how to m make it happen. That would be very valuable, I would imagine, to Tom in action. That have you show well, one of their techs. Sure. That's why I drove it myself and was going to take it in. But I was hoping you could tell me what to tell Tom so that he then has to make sure he gets it right. Yeah, no, I think, I think... I'm giving you a hard time, that's oh, all. I, I, and it's okay, it's okay, because Tom and I are good friends, and he would call me and he would use bad words, and he says, do you really think I, I need to know how to fix a car? And I'm going to say, listen, his name was Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd know. <laughs> and I'm just teasing you. But but no, I, I think fuel supply, I'd be really interested if that car in the middle of the night was northbound on 17 in the hills there, and if it would go kind of fast... And maybe bring the RPMs up without bringing the speed up by downshifting and going from fifth gear to fourth gear, fourth gear to third gear, or something like that. Let's get the demand of fuel up. But I think it might be a transmission issue, and I want you to take it out of overdrive, and I want you to either that or bring it down into fifth or bring it down into fourth and drive it that way for 
a couple of hours or a couple of tasks, and let's see if it's a transmission problem. How many miles were on this? 130,000, roughly. Okay. So it's been around the world five times. It's been around the equator yeah. five times. And so it, it this is fixable. It And unfortunately, what they may have missed, and this is what we tell people, it's got to get worse before we can find it. I'm sorry, it, sure. we just can't get it. And so, and, and but another thing you can do too is if it's a fuel delivery problem, it'll get worse when the tank gets below a quarter. So if you say, you know, I'm going to I'm going to consciously bring the tank below a quarter, and I'm going to drive the heck out of it, you know, during the summertime and during when it's warm and stuff like that, that helps us because that will eliminate or or point at a fuel. T- a fuel supply problem or a fuel pressure problem that that will make it it happen more when we're down on the quarter tank because the fuel pump is lubricated and cooled by the gasoline and oftentimes the fuel pump is sitting right there at the bottom of the tank so we got to get the tank kind of low to let that fuel pump see a little sunshine and then when it does it starts mm-hmm. acting up and you go okay there, there now we're in, in tall cotton anyway eric thank you very much good luck to you and peter um how can i help you Hi, just had to get you off speakerphone. Okay. I got, well, I got two problems, and they're same vehicle. Uh, but one, thanks, I guess, thank the good Lord I tuned into your show for the first time, and I'm a new resident of Arizona. Okay. So I have no clue on a reliable shop to go to. Okay, I can help but, you with that. Uh, and, and not to make you repeat your whole uh, segment on the air conditioning woes, I have a 1992 Ford Bronco. And a few years back, when I was living in another state, didn't really need the air conditioning, I had to replace. I replaced the compressor because it just won't run without a serpentine belt. Okay. So I'm looking for some place to go through the air conditioning system that where it grenaded. Okay. So what part of town for, do you live in? I'm extreme southwest Phoenix. I mean, I I back up to Derry's. Okay. Okay, you're down there, Central Seventh Avenue, Thirty Fifth um, Avenue, south of Baseline. Broadway and Seventy Ninth. Okay, okay. Um, I don't have anybody down there at all. You're going to have to come up, and the really a great shop is going to be um, Billy at. Uh, you know, today's one of those days. I'm looking at so many things in front of me on all my screens and stuff like that. And Twenty Fifth Street Auto, Billy at Twenty Fifth Street Auto. I think he's Twenty Fifth Street in Indian School. Or Harker's at 38th Avenue and Indian School. Um, those two guys are in that vicinity. Um, they're as close as I can get to you. Uh, Dave Martin's is also a shop there, 16th Street and Osborne. You can go to MarkSalem.com and look at the look at the Best Car Repair Shops tab, and you can look for Harker and Martin's and 25th Street Auto, and all three of those old gray-haired so son of a guns. They they aren't going to have any problem with your '92 Bronco. But now, now the next problem, and this is where I'm completely. Oh, lost. you know what? I need to take a break real quick. Staying right there. We'll be right back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. 
Ranch. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserite paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hey, Eldorados, Larry Elder here. I love Phoenix. And this May, I want you to join me for a one-of-a-kind event. I want to formally invite you to an evening with Larry Elder, a private meet-and-greet at a private estate at the foot of Camelback Mountain. We'll get a chance to mingle all before I'll be giving a private talk about the future of the country, race relations, education wars, and the Californization of states like yours for an especially small and select group. Tickets are limited to only 75, so you must act fast. We also have very limited private dinner tickets to join me as we're served by a nationally acclaimed, award-winning chef. It's an evening with Larry Elder, the great Elderski, brought to you by my friends from Breaking Battlegrounds. Tickets and information are available at 960thepatriot.com. Do not wait. This is very limited, and tickets will go fast. That's 960thepatriot.com, and I hope to see you there. I fish. I also clean local waterways so others can fish and swim. I help build public boat ramps for easy access to the water. I provide fishing and water safety education for kids. I maintain a healthy fish population so tomorrow's anglers can enjoy a catch. I prevent unwanted species from spreading into waters where they don't belong. I restore the condition of rivers to help fish and wildlife thrive. I fund long-term plans to protect our lakes and streams. I do all of these things and more, all because I buy a fishing license. When you buy a fishing license, you do a lot. In fact, every dollar from a license purchase protects and maintains your local waterways for future generations to enjoy. To learn more about how you can get your fishing license, go to TakeMeFishing.org. That's TakeMeFishing.org. Welcome everybody, 33 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. I'm with uh, Peter, um, and we're talking about his Bronco AC, and we have four lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and you're welcome to call us, and then we'll get you on. Um, Peter, let me just explain something real quick, and then I know you had another comment. Sure, no worries. Um, it, when, I'll, I, I decided that I'm just going to give everybody the path we take on this kind of air conditioning issue. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to suck all the Freon out of it. We're going to weigh the Freon. We're going to check it for contamination. And and, and we pull three pounds out, and the system holds five. Okay, we're going to clean your three up and put back in. (laughs) We're going to add two more to it. Now, when the system's discharged like that, then we're going to take the orifice tube. And the orifice tube is this little torpedo. And in the center of it is this little brass pipe with a hole in the brass pipe about the size of a big, fat, red hair. And then around it, on either end of it, is a screen. And we're going to want to look at the screen to see if we got a bunch of metal in there. So we suck all your refrigerant out. We down the system. We check the orifice tube, probably replace it, put it back in. We put your three ounces in it, and then we put two more because it holds five. We start it up. It blows 38 degrees. We're done. That's it. You were low on Freon. 
that's what that's what happens. But if it's full of metal, then we got to figure out where the metal's coming from. Is the, the compressor coming apart? Is the evaporator full of metal? Is the condenser full of metal? Where's the metal coming from? And more than likely, it's coming from the compressor. So that's the process to do it. But it's it's really pretty simple. And the equipment that we have today, most of it's automatic. It doesn't need to be babysat, so to speak. But go ahead, finish up on your AC issue. Well, no, the system is discharged. In fact, when I put the compressor on, I just put it on, never hooked it up to keep so that I could drive it. Okay. Now, so did the, you the do you have the old compressor? Uh, no. Okay. It's see that? On. Okay, that was a. This is a problem now because, you see, um, for instance, the system may have five ounces of oil in it, and we know that the compressor goes through the condenser and through the evaporator and comes back. And so the issue is is that we need to check, and then we take the old compressor out, and we empty the oil out, and let's say it has three ounces, but it's supposed to have five in the system. So we're only going to put three in the new compressor because there's already two other ounces in the system. Or mm-hmm. we may have to flush it out at expense to you. We flush oh, the whole I'm, system. Yeah, I'm- I believe it needs to be flushed. Okay. Then we flush the whole system. We start all over. We blow out all the all the oil, all the refrigerant. We, we capture the refrigerant. And then we're going to go back in with the five ounces that you needed at the beginning. So, yes, that's all That's all easy stuff, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. It's a lot of equipment, and, and it's some time, but it's it's nothing that we don't do every summer. Right. But now, this, this next problem is one. Now, I've, this Bronco, I've built about everything of it myself. Okay. Uh, I've had the engine out a couple times, gone through everything. What I've got now is my four-wheel drive is out. Okay. I had a transmission shop. They put a new uh, t- uh, shift motor on the transfer case. Yeah, activator. Yeah, Activator. And they stated that it would not come out of four-wheel drive with the new. So they bolted the, the old one back on. Uh, and I, miles are on it. Uh, probably 220,000 miles. Okay. Uh, so I, I converted the front automatic hubs to manual locking hubs, so there's no problem there. But when they put the old activator back on, it came out of four-wheel drive. They were saying that it was probably the switch or something else. They couldn't figure it out before I moved out here to Phoenix. So I'm trying to find a place that can diagnose that that knows Ford four wheel drive systems. This, the, the this push is buttons. this is this is nothing. This is nothing. <laughs> I, I'm I mean I don't know what quick lube shop you went to, but that sounds like the the level. This this, this is it, we have a button and it, it's a push button and it it locks the it it commands the solenoid to pull this lever and and engage the front axle. That's all we got. It's not that hard to check. It's up on the rack. So you, you put it in drive and the back wheels spin. You put it in neutral, you bring it to a stop, you push the four-wheel drive button, you might hear a clunk, you put it in drive, and all of a sudden the front tires are spinning. Wow. Mm-hmm. So so uh, this, is not that, this isn't that tough. You compounded it, though, by putting the pubs on there, because but we can still activate the front differential by powering up the drive shaft so right. you, you're you're okay so the answer is is um what part of town i, I think we already talked about um, martin's auto 25th street auto harker's auto th- those guys are all in your area and 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 every one of them could fix your problem 
I don't know what the air conditioning is going to cost you. Um, but oh, the, I I'm, I'm ex- prepared for that costing quite a penny. But in Southern California, I could live without the air conditioning for years. Not so here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Arizona. Welcome to but Arizona. But, but it to, is my toy truck right now. You know, yeah. I moved out here. I got a nice, huge RV garage. Put a four-post lift in, and I parked my excursion under my Bronco. But I want—I don't want the Bronco to be a museum piece. I oh, want to get her out. And use excursion what, is that excursion got a seven three? No, it's got the five four. Okay, okay. All right, I was about to offer you uh, more money than what you paid for it if it had a seven three in it. But that's <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh, I, I know I, those. Uh, I've seen some scary prices on those seven threes. Oh, I'm telling you, and and there there's a lot of them that have been road hard and put away wet. And they're not worth the big dollars that many of us are paying for the seven threes. But the excursion with the seven three diesel—that's the king. That's the king dog right there. Yeah. That, well, I couldn't turn this down. About five years ago, I found this one with one hundred fifteen thousand miles for seven thousand dollars. No, that's and good. She, and she looks looked six months old when I bought her. That's there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing yeah, wrong it, with that. It, it, I love Ford trucks. Hem, the compressor that you put on this this uh, vehicle that we're talking about, the Bronco. Is that yeah. what it is? Okay. Did right. you, you didn't do any oil transfer. You didn't measure no, the oil. No, I, all I didn't even take the plugs out of the back for the for the connections. I just put it on there so that with because the way the serpentine belt set up, you right. cannot run the engine without that AC compressor there. Okay. Well, you can, but those guys like us, we just know how to wrap it and not <laughs> include the air conditioning on it. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. And it takes a little bit of time. And, you know, I have gray hair like a lot of the other guys. So, But, no, the, the only problem we're going to have is we don't have the oil compressor, so we can do the oil. So we're probably going to spend a little bit more time blowing out the whole system, get as much oil out as we can, and then we're going to put it. And there's some rules for this. Uh, one or two ounces in the evaporator, one or two ounces in the condenser, and we're going the compressor is going to have three ounces in it. It came with three ounces and we don't want to have more than five so three plus one and three plus two, another one is five and so we do that and then we put freon in it and we hope like heck that it blows uh, not blows but we hope like heck that it's cold and we're going to reach over there and grab the suction line on the on the uh, dash uh, connection to the uh, evaporator and if that baby's ice cold ching ching we just won the battle so, yeah well she's also not shifting when i change the on the dash knobs uh-huh. it only blows air out through the windshield vents so okay, that's, well that, that's a whole nother issue that's probably the barn door well the, the, there is a blend door it's a blend yeah, door blend and door. it gives you the, from the top defrost on the top center vent and floor but it could also be a vacuum problem so we may not be providing the proper vacuum mm. to the controls to make that blend door work and us us gray-haired guys right know right where to go to look for that and a lot of times it's just a matter of we got a black a broken plastic line or we've now on those plastic yeah, well, that lines, wouldn't those, surprise me because it is 30 years old okay so the hard plastic lines we don't replace the plastic lines we know where it's broken and we just take a little piece of windshield wiper hose and we slide it over one end we slide it over the other and we're done been so there, all we're doing that. is patching it okay all right Hey, you've been a great help. I appreciate it. All right. Well, good luck, Peter. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. And I need to take a break, and I have a kid. You know, folks, I've got the best engineer, and and Gil just is just the, one of the best guys I've ever worked for, and he doesn't say anything. I'm at 43 minutes after the hour, and I was supposed to break at 40. I missed my 30 break by a minute and a half. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even use any bad words. <laughs> 
but he is so skilled in covering up my paws. So we'll be back in a minute. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, this is Allison Furno, host of the new show, American Ammo. Catch me on 960 AM every Saturday, 2 to 2.30. We talk about local, AZ, and national policy, exposing the darkness and equipping you with truth and action steps to get involved. Sponsored by realtor Julia Rice with My Home Group. She believes in faith, family, and freedom. If you are a vet or a first responder, ask about a special discount. Contact Julia at 623-261-5956 or visit her website at juliarice.mydoorsoul.com. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me just explain real quick. In the radio world, it's all about a clock. So we come on the radio about three minutes after the top of the hour. And so Mark is supposed to break at 17, but it's kind of a fuzzy break. So Mark can do it 16 or 17 or 18. But when we hit the 30 mark, I mean 30 minutes and zero seconds, my big mouth better be quiet. And then at 40, it's flexible. But at 45, uh, at 58.50, which is 58 minutes and 50 seconds, I need to be gone. Well, Gil is the guy that makes me look really smart and really good. Uh, Les, let's go to Les, and uh, Les, how can we help you today? Well, Gil is the guy that makes me look really smart and good. Yeah, Les, you need to listen to the telephone because they they put me on delay because I have a bad habit of using bad words. Les? Oh, are you talking to me? Yeah, Les, yeah, grab your phone. We're talking live now. Okay, can you hear me all right? I can I can barely hear you, but go ahead and ask your question. No problem. Okay, two things quick. One is you folks referred me to Thompson's, and I can't rave enough about what a great operation over there. In fact, they sent out this newsletter, and uh, which kind of surprised me, and had a coupon in there. I referred a buddy of mine; he needs some AC work. The other quick question is: I've got a uh, four by Tacoma. And I'm wondering, should I periodically put it in four-wheel drive low or whatever? Yes, I do that myself. Um, I do it every other month, and I'm, I'm, I put it in four-wheel drive when I'm going to go straight for a period of time. So I may leave Tempe or Chandler and be heading up to Payson to see the horses and see, make sure they're okay. So for the first 10 or 15 miles when I'm going straight, I'll just put it in four-wheel high. And, uh, and I usually try to run it at highway speeds and four-wheel high straight ahead at about 55, 65 miles an hour. And I do that for probably 10 miles, and then I pull off the side of the road, kick it out. I've warmed up the fluid. I've lubricated everything. And then if my wife's driving, it's balls to the wall to pacing. All righty. That's all okay. I needed to know, and I appreciate that very much. Great show, great referrals, and uh, keep up the good work for the next 100 years. Thank you. Thank you, Les. Thank you very much. Rhea, you're up next. 
Hello. I Hello. have a fuel. I have a smell in my 2008 Honda Accord of gas in the back okay. seat. And I was told that Hondas have this problem with a fuel pump assembly or a fuel pump. And one person told me I need to drop the gas tank to look for it. And one person told me to take the back seat out and I'll look at the fuel pump assembly first. What Both your... of them could be right. Both of them could be okay. right. It, it could be accessible from underneath the back seat. And it, and it may not be accessible. And we may have to drop the tank. If If, first of all... A good, a gray-haired guy like me is going to put it up on the rack, and we're going to see the stains from the gas leak. And if they come all the way around the tank, the north side, the south side, the east side, the west side, and there's drips underneath the tank, then we know it's on top of the tank. We're done. So all we do is pull the okay. tank down and reseal the reseal the uh, the uh, plate that goes that holds the fuel pump, and it also holds the tank sending unit. So we're just going to take the plate off the top of the tank, put a new gasket on, and we're done. That's all. It's easy. <laughs> okay. Is and that about, do, you know, where to go for that? And thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. <laughs> oh, th- thousands and thousands. <laughs> where, where do you live? North Scottsdale. I heard you say Blackwell Automotive before, so I could go yeah. there. Yeah. When you call him, you just say, "Mark said that he, he he'll he'll be happy to stop by and help you with this." <laughs> okay. He'll, he'll just die. He'll he'll probably use bad words. Um, this really isn't that big of a deal, but uh, but I also want to say that it'll be a lot cheaper on you if you w- will bring it to him with a quarter tanker less. Oh, okay. Okay, so Perfect. just run it I've down a quarter up, so tanker. So now I have to wait. <laughs> just just wait a little while, but um, and if we pull the back seat and and everything is right there, then we don't have to drop the tank. All of our work's going to be right. boop boop right there. Let me tell you a quick story, real quick. There was this lady that was okay. a customer of mine. She was the nicest lady in the world. You never used any bad words around her. She understood, you know, stupid jokes and all that kind of stuff. And she had this gas smell in her car. And we said, okay, well, we we can't find it. Um, would you would you bring us the trunk key? No, it's not in the trunk. Okay. This went on for like six months. I still got the gas smell. We haven't been able to get in your trunk. No, 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 don't worry about that. So she brings it in. This is a true story, I swear to you. So we get, we know how to get into the trunk. We fold the back seat down. We go through with a long screwdriver, and we pop the trunk lid. And in the back of the trunk is a Goodwill box filled with underwear. Oh. And, 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 and there's a bunch of gas in there, too. <laughs> So, oh no! <laughs> so, so we go in. We fix the gas leak. We take the the underwear and throw them away. We clean up the car real good and everything. And we tell them we just can't find it. And 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 but we we spent two hours doing it. And so we just charged her. So to this day, <laughs> to this day, she doesn't know that we know she had all of her underwear in a box in the trunk <laughs> of her car. <laughs> but 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 she w- she wouldn't give us the damn key. And so we figured we you know we know it's back there. So we're going to go, but um, should, don't put any of your underwear anywhere near the back seat, okay? Take it in and, and okay. tell and have, and But this, <laughs> on a 1 to 10 scale, this is a 3, okay? This is no big deal. Okay, wonderful. Okay? Okay, wonderful. All right. do you always have to do a dye test for an evac and a recharge? Um, no, you don't have to. It depends on why you're doing it. For instance, if the car came in and, and it holds 3 pounds of Freon and I took 3 pounds of Freon in it, 
then I am going to evacuate it and recharge it, but I'm not going to go any more than that. Evacuation means we're sucking all the air out of the system so we can only put refrigerant back in. So evacuate and recharge. If you don't suck the air out, then what you end up with is three pounds of refrigerant and a bunch of air, and that's going to cause a substandard amount of cold air coming out of the vent. So the answer is, is we're going to suck the system down, and that we suck in the air out of it, and then we're going to put refrigerant in it, and that's the best way to do it. So it's a matter of plugging in a machine and walking away. It's not like we got to tend okay, the stupid wonderful. thing. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much. You bet. Uh, Brian, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm looking at purchasing a 2007 G6, uh, the sport version. I think it's a GTP. And I was told it has a bad intermediate shaft. Can you give me some feedback on that? Why don't you tell them what a G6 is? Tell tell everybody that's listening to us what a G6 is. Oh, a Pontiac G6. Okay, okay. All right. Um, the intermediate shaft of a Pontiac, what's, what, is, what does that mean to you, an intermediate shaft of a Pontiac? Uh, is it part of the power steering, the rack and pinion, I mean? Uh, so is this a power steering issue? Is this a clicking noise in the steering wheel or something it's like kind that? Of or is... a, when, you, when you're turning, it kind of makes a thump-thump-thump noise. Okay. Um, I, I, and when you, put it in, when you put it in reverse, it goes thump-thump-thump. Okay. And to be honest with you, some gray-haired guy can just listen to it and tell you what it is. The intermediate shaft, if you're talking about the steering linkage, the intermediate yeah. shaft is only going to make a noise when you change directions. So you're going straight down the road, and there might be a little bit of a rattle because the joint's bad. Then when you turn right, right, the noise is going to go away, and when you turn left, the noise is going to go away. But that's an intermediate shaft symptom. But that doesn't mm. sound like what you have. No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, I would. Where do you live? Cross streets. Uh, North Scottsdale. Okay. You know, this is something I feel pretty confident that this is something that some gray-haired guy can spend about 10 minutes and, and watching you make the noise, and then he's going to want to take the wheel and go drive it with you in it. I'm pretty sure this this diagnostic is probably about a 20 to 30-minute diagnostic. I, I don't think this is going to be a big deal, especially when you can make it happen. See, that's the key. You can make it happen. So I can sit next to you at the beginning, and then you can teach me how to make it happen, and then I can feel it in the steering wheel. I feel it in the seat of my pants. I feel it in the bottom of my shoes because I've got them plastered against the floorboard. Those are the diagnostic procedures that are supposed to be done. And, and, and most of the time, us gray-haired guys know how to do that. So if you're up in the North Scottsdale, we talked about Blackwell all along. Sure. T- t- tell him you're the third caller that I, I made and that before um, you're going to bring your car in, he needs to send me like $2,000. And tell him I'll take a check. <laughs> I'm kidding. Do I, don't take any, I don't take any bird dog fees. But he, he would just laugh. But, no, Blackwell would be a good guy up there up north. to, to And especially when you can do it. Now, you don't want it to go in on Monday morning or Friday afternoon and ask him to lend you a tech so you can can take the tech for a two-hour ride so you can get it to happen. You need to call and make an appointment and say, I'd like to take someone for a 15-minute ride and show them how to make the noise, and then I'm willing to leave it there and have you diagnose it and bid the repair. That's the proper way to do sure, it. Sure, sure. Okay? Okay, yeah, and it, it, it makes the noise immediately. Okay. Okay, then that should, that should be easy. That should be easy. 
All righty. Thank you. You bet. Boy, he's... You know, the problem is, is in North Scottsdale, folks, I'd love to send you to a bunch of shops. There's a guy up there named Goody who does Mercedes-Benz. He's the best Mercedes-Benz guy I've ever seen in my life. He's fixed two Mercedes-Benz for us over the phone. Over the phone. But we could give him data that you can't give him because we're plugged into the car. But he says, I have too much business to be on your show. I have too much business to be on your list. He says, and I only work on Mercedes. But Goody's like... You talk about the top dog in town. When you go over to his shop, there are cars from other shops, other auto repair facilities. Listen to what I'm saying now. And you know that many of the auto repair facilities in town are chain stores, independent shops, and dealerships. And some of the cars on his lot come from those areas because he's so doggone good, especially on the old ones. But it translates to the new ones. Getting getting shops uh, to pass my criteria is tough too. They have to have the donor has to be on site. They have to be around for a long time. They have to have good reviews. They have to have a, a membership in some kind of computer uh, consumer dispute process like the Better Business Bureau. They they have to they have to participate, and um, and and then I, I I'm happy to send them customers because they deserve it and because geographically they happen to to be perfect. That Northeast Scottsdale area is just tough for me. I have tried. There's lots of shops up there. Some of them um, tried and couldn't make it. Some of them I wouldn't let. Some of them hadn't paid their parts bills. Um, some of them are too new. And that's the one that I kind of keep an eye on because I want to look at them after two or three years and see what the reviews say and what the people say about them. I don't want to take a kid that just opened up an auto repair shop because his uncle died and gave him some money and figure that he's going to be able to fix problems on cars that uh, is going to make guys like me that are old, weathered uh, technicians work a little harder. So that's kind of the responsibility. But since 1988, um, I've had a good list of good shops, and uh, they've not let me down. And we've had two or three disputes since 1988. I've been involved in all of them, and they were handled to the customer's satisfaction and to the shop's satisfaction. It was just that we had to kind of motivate the shop to get off the horse they were on and maybe hop on something else. So those were the kinds of things that we have to do. My email is mark at marksalem.com. If you have a car question, make sure you put your phone number in there and tell me what's a good time to call because I'm going to have questions. I can't fix a car. I can't help you with a car problem with just you telling me about it. I need to ask questions. And sometimes I'll just call you, but I call from a blocked line. So if you email me and then 20 minutes later somebody calls through a blocked line, you answer the phone, you say hello, and I'll say, this is Mark Salem. You ask me a car question, and you'll know immediately it's me because that's what I do. But sometimes I just talk back to you and say, hey, I'm going to call you in the next 20 minutes. Would you take a call from a non-pub number? And hopefully you will. So anyway, mark at marksalem.com, and every Saturday I'm here at 10 o'clock, and we're here talking about cars and car repair questions and car repair problems, and you're always welcome to join us. But Monday through Friday, mark at marksalem.com is a good place as well. Remember to ask for your old parts back. Number one, so you can look at them, and number two, in case that new part didn't work, they can put the old one back on. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.